Hello and welcome to The 167. In today's podcast, we're going to be speaking about all things relationships. If you're single, dating, married, none of the above, this podcast is just for you. We're going to answer some great questions. Stick around. Hello and welcome everybody to the 167 podcast. It is so good to see you and to be with you, to be seen by you, to be heard by us. Really great honor and privilege to be with you guys again for another yeah. episode. Back at it, back in the, the conversation seat. We don't stop. Yeah. So my name is Swen and we're with Phil and 167 is all about us uh, lead, uh, having 168 hours in the week and we want we obviously church people, so we focus on uh, one day of a week, one hour of a week. But we think that we can add value into the other hours of your life, and so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with God, grow in your relationship with other people, which is what we're going to talk about today, and uh, grow personally. And so it's an honor to have you, and thank you for your time. Uh, it is going to be a good day, you know. I'm. Bumping into a lot of people are asking about the 167 lately. Really? Yeah, yeah. I had a meeting today with somebody and just asked me, hey, how's the podcast going? I'm like, well, thank you so much. Thank you for noticing. Our, our five listeners are really taking it to the <laughs> next level because we've, we've gone past a thousand listens. That's amazing. Uh, well, a thousand listens and views, of course. So we've got YouTube, uh, podcast. I actually checked on our podcast uh, podcasting distributor that we are in loads of places. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and a whole bunch of others that I've never heard of in my life. That's brilliant. But it's good news. That's amazing news. We've got so the thank best, you. We've got the best listening we do. community and we watching do. community. We're so grateful. Like none of this would 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 be possible. It wouldn't be worth it to be honest if we didn't have such like an amazing community. And we're trying to every week. We're trying to be a bit more interactive, be more engaging with our community. So if there's anything about the one six seven that you like, that you'd like us to speak about, maybe or just engaging with us, uh, it'd been really cool seeing some questions and comments on the YouTube page. So feel free, leave leave comments, leave questions. That leave, is great. Yeah. Leave whatever you want to do. We, we love it. We really enjoy that. Do you know what we have to do in, in, in our podcast episodes is we have to do like an unboxing of like mail. Yeah. Like not, not fan mail. I mean, well, we're not, we don't well, get too much of that. We're not, we're not talking about fan mail, but maybe just... <laughs> Hey, what's the what's the comments of the week? What's the yeah. responses of the week? That could be fun. So send in some of your comments, some of your questions, some of your thoughts. We want to feature you. We yeah, we would just give shout outs. And if you want to send us beans of bags of coffee, hey, you know what? You we'll, can do that. We'll, we'll as well. figure out what to do with that. <laughs> so good, and we're excited about today. Something to notice is that we're both wearing sandals today, which is pretty cool. It um, is. I need to hide my feet. No, your, your feet are fine. Everyone needs to hide their feet. It's me. But but it's it's the jean sandals. It's that weather now, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, it's kind of getting, yes, we're like, we're there now. The mornings are cool, yeah. but then the afternoons are heating up. Would this be considered autumn yet? End of February. So the autumn is in Cape Town, the 1st of March. So that's when autumn starts. That's the official autumn so we're nearly there yeah we're nearly there and february hasn't been that hot so i'm wondering if the hot is coming in march april sometimes there is that last it little waits, run yeah so we'll see 
We will see. Yeah. Anyway, but I am going to fertilize my lawn in March because I think figure it's still a growing season, not too cold. We got a lot might of sun in Cape Town. Yeah, it might actually be a good time. To yeah, do it. I don't want to do it now because it's too hot now. It's really hot. It's like and, and so the sun's baking down. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want the fertilizer to cook the grass. Yeah, I'm waiting for a bit of cooler weather. A new month, new budget. It's strategic gardening. Thinking about it. We can do a gardening episode. We should do a gardening episode. I could tell you all You've got a story with grass. You love grass. You cut grass. You. I enjoy grass. You it enjoy grass. But, but let's, just te- let's just say real quick that it's the grass that grows in the garden. Actually, it doesn't even help my case. No. It, is, it is just normal grass. It is the... It is the the grass grows where you water it. <laughs> so it's not greener on the other side. It's green where you water it you and go. fertilize it. I love that. There's a sermon in that. I've got to get myself together here because we're not speaking about... But it is good. So relationships, we're not just talking about friendship relationships or IQ uh, or EQ as a whole. We're talking specifically about romantic relationships. Yeah. Or should you be in one? Do you have to be in one? Are, Are you, you obligated behind? to be in one? Yeah. Has God called you to one? Yeah. Uh, is singleness like an actual calling from God? Yeah. Um, if you are, and it's, it's so funny. I mean, you, you'll experience this with, with your parents. Uh, once you get a girlfriend, and then it's like, okay, is it going somewhere? Yeah. And then when it's going it's somewhere, time. the question is, when are you going to get engaged? Yeah. And then once you're engaged, okay, so when are you going to get married? When you're married, it's going to be, okay, when are you going to settle down? When, you settle, when are you going to get a baby? When are you going to get another baby? Yeah. When are you going to do – so there's always this progression in life, which yeah, is really is, healthy. I think we true. always have to progress. But I think at some points it can give put on a lot of pressure. And I think society is always asking, so what's your next step? Yeah. And it just puts so much pressure on people mm. to have it all figured out. And I don't think you have to have it all figured out. But what we can do and what we want to discover in this episode is what does healthy relationships look like? Very good. How do, what relation, how do relationships honor God? Mm. And, and where are you in that cycle, I suppose? Yeah. yeah. So we want, to reach, we want to reach people wherever they're at today. So if you are listening or watching and you are a single person, Shout or out. maybe you are in a dating relationship, maybe you're married, or, or, or something else, you know, maybe you're confused, it's complicated, whatever, there's so many ways to describe relationships these days, wherever you're at. What friends we, with benefits. Friends with benefits, hey, that could be you right now there, that's all good, we're glad that you could join us, you could be with us, but what we want to do today, like Swain said, is we want to speak about these different seasons, because it does, really does feel like, and I love that you touched on that, that there is this, there's a timeline that's just always ticking, and and when you're single, it's about when you're dating, and when you're dating, when, you know, when you're getting married, and it's this, it's this progression that's there and what it does do sometimes and maybe we can start here because because we want to speak about kind of what we want at the heart of all relationships regardless mm. of whether it be single or dating or whatever that is but what it does do is it puts a pressure on wherever you're at currently and it kind of makes you feel like that where I'm at right now isn't good enough mm. or where I'm at right now is not exactly within God's plan for my mm. life and for me just in kind of preparing for today and in reading a few different articles and what guys say about singleness and dating because it's so funny I mean we're both married and and me a bit, a bit shorter than you you've been married for like 35 years now <laughs> in the like shade <laughs> and uh, and for me a couple of years and, and it's kind of hard to remember what it was like to be single and, and, and dating and for me just reading through these articles it was a great reminder that in whatever season you're in you can honor God so well in that season and it can be in a very significant, very effective time for you in your life. But for some reason, uh, it always feels like we have got a, we've got to tick on and we've mm. got to move forward. So maybe where we can start is that wherever people are watching from today, whatever relationship they find themselves in, 
what would you say, maybe we speak about this for a moment, what would you say is, is, is the goal for us in, in mm. any relationship? What is the goal, our first and foremost goal that we should be, should we should be striving towards? Mm. And then from that place, we can look on and look forward to what we're moving to next. Yeah, that's a good question. A simple answer. I think it's in relationships as it is in all of life is to honor God first. Yeah. Uh, because if we honor God, if, if we are committed to making, to honoring God before anything else we do, we will walk, we will have healthy whatever, yeah. healthy boundaries, healthy relationships mm. because honoring God leads to flourishing in life. Yeah. Maybe not in the ways that everybody thinks mm. um, but certainly in the ways that matter the most. Mm. So, I love that. So I would say that, yeah. I think that's the first, that's where we've got to start and and I think for me as well, it's, it's as soon as we start putting um, other things in the place of God, that's when you can mm. start having issues. You can do that when you're, when you're single. You can do that when you're dating. You Good. can do it when you're married. Um, and we speak about it in church sometimes. You know, God's got a throne in our life. He's got a place where he needs to be. And as soon as you, pu- you start putting other things on God's throne, yeah. the only thing that's going to happen is that you're going to end up extremely disappointed yeah. because you're wanting something from somebody. You want them to fulfill a task or a mm. place in your life that they're actually incapable of fulfilling. Yeah. They'll never be able to do it. Yeah. And it will end in heartache. It and, is. It will, and it will end in hurt. You're right. But if we can start with saying, hey, you know, regardless of my relational status, um, God is the king of my life. Mm. He, he is my source. He leads me wherever I'm at relationally. I'm going to start there. Mm. And then from that place, I'm going yeah. to look out and I'm going to move from there. And in that way, you don't put unnecessary pressure on a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah. or a wife or a husband yeah. that could bring later on some hurts. You're right. You're right. Um, you remember that, that song, King of My Heart? I do. Now, I think that's how, certainly for me, yeah, um, is that, that I love Jesus. And, and when I was, even when I was dating, who's my, now my wife, um, and when I was single and all of that, God was the king of my heart. Mm. Like I can honestly say that with, an honest, with honesty. But he didn't have every key to every door mm. in my heart. Mm. And I think that's, that's where Christians fall, falter a lot of the time is that we, we want God to lead us but not in every aspect. Yeah. And so we, we we keep a key to certain doors in our heart. Keep those closed. And we keep it closed until we go through pain and we realize, flip, God needs that key. Otherwise, this is not going to be healthy. Yeah. And so that's where we falter and we stumble and we fall. And um, God's grace is so good. But how amazing would it be if we can make a decision from today, despite what's happened in the past, to make a new commitment to say, I'm going to give every I'm going to give the key to every door in my heart to the Lord mm. and let him determine what's healthy and what's successful and what's right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's – because, I mean, I don't think people are like going, okay, God, off the throne, I'm putting this person no, there. I think, I think it's know. an unintentional – Big time. Um, cherry picking in a sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know what's so good about that is that when you do that, when you are able to make a decision and say, cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give all of me to God, my, my, my mess, my mistakes, what I feel I'm good at and strong at, I'm going to give it all to God. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it brings great kind of healing into your life, firstly, but mm-hmm. it's also the best gift you can give a future spouse Big or time. if you're a single person is, is to say, hey, um, I've, kind of everything I've got, I'm, I'm, I've given it all over to mm-hmm. God and he's, I'm on a journey of healing and becoming better and working through baggage because this is not just for people that have lived the perfect life. Mm. I mean, you could be watching today and be like, 
I'm divorced or I'm in a dating relationship that isn't healthy, whatever the deal is. Yeah. But but if your first step is I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to God, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give every key to yeah. every room to Him. You then become someone who's in a much better position to date somebody or to yeah. get married to somebody because you're you're openly saying that God has got full control in my yeah, life. It's the best good. gift you can give somebody. So Big even for, for single people, we 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 might start there. Mm. Um, take us a few years. You a few years back, me a few years back. Yeah. Um, talk about singleness because singleness actually sometimes in church circles, I don't know if you've noticed this, but definitely with young adults and stuff like it, it almost feels like it's a sin, you know? Like if you're single, if you aren't dating, you just it just looks like it, it just What's wrong like, with you? What's wrong with you? Like and, and people I, I swear people start asking the question of themselves as well because mm. it, it you know it's highlighted in, in church, you know, marriage. And marriage is amazing. So we're gonna get to that. But marriage it look it's it's the most perfect thing. The pastor speaks about his wife all the time. People are leading as couples and all of these amazing so if you're a single person and you're kind of looking onto that and you're seeing that, you might get the impression that I should probably shouldn't be single. Yeah. Or I'm at the age now where I should probably start dating or yeah. getting married. But just in thinking about it and reading some stuff, there are some amazing uh, possibilities and opportunities that there still are there for people that are still single. I don't know if you can recall your single, your wild single days. I would never want to go back to the the way that I felt when I was single. Yeah, and a lot of that is wrapped up because being a teenager or stepping into to young adulthood is a lot of insecurity and Big a lot time. of inferiority complex and it's got mm. a lot to do with I was also chubby, you know, uh, girls weren't interested in me yeah. in, in, in school. And I'm looking back now, I don't have an issue about it. Back no. then I, had, I, I yeah, obviously had issues problem. about yeah. it. Now yeah. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that wasn't <laughs> the case, right? Um, he kept me from a lot of stupid stuff. Uh, because it was it wasn't something I could steward well at the time, so mm. I'm, I'm I'm grateful. Um, it was a difficult time of life, just yeah. generally. So, and 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 that's when everything starts changing for you as a person, right? Yeah. In those early, from what like 14, 16, yeah. maybe it's earlier now. I don't know. Uh, certainly for me, it was more like fifteen, sixteen yeah. to about you know twenty twenty one. Uh, it was very strange. I think yeah. after twenty one, I started feeling a lot more settled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I think the biggest, I think one of the big things is that we compare comparison. Mm. Comparison is a serious trap where we look around, and we see, we see people that we look up to, and they're in relationships. Yeah. And now we're like, oh well, if they need a relationship to be whole, then I need a relationship to be whole. Yeah. And we forget that one is a whole number all by itself. Yeah. Do you know how ungodly it is to to look to somebody else to complete you instead yeah. of instead of finding that completion in God and yeah. finding that fullness and that That's wholeness right. wow. in God? It's it it is such a it's a crazy way to think. I mean, mm. the whole you complete me. I mean, I did that, but yeah, we I all agree. did it. No, <laughs> I agree. To, we totally. That's I mean, we all did it. I mean, my like my story also. I, I grew up. I was very chubby. Uh, very insecure to the point where to the point where you where you kind of where you move out of that season of chubbiness and whatever it is, but you still carry the insecurity. That that kind of stays with you for a long time. Mm. And then I I kind of try to look for um, identity and and love and self worth in some of these relationships. But you're a 15, 16 year old guy. It's oh. just it is a recipe for disaster. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that that can relate. And and I ended up making up making mistakes and really bad decisions as a young guy that I had to deal with as an 18 19 20 year old guy trying mm. to trying to get my life on track and mm. trying to do the right things and to honor God and to seek God first like we've been speaking about so so the journey of singleness and trying to get out of singleness is one that presents a lot of obstacles mm. and ones that can prevent that presents a lot of 
kind of pitfalls yeah, as well. Of course. But what it also does, so and I think there's so many people that can relate to it. What it also does is that if you're someone who's you maybe you're a church person, maybe not, but but definitely in, in the context of church and, and trying to honor God with your life, what being single does does give you is quite a few different type of opportunities in which you can honor God and serve God with your life and your time that someone who is in a dating relationship or even a marriage relationship can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was when I was still single briefly before I started dating my now wife. Um, I had about kind of a year-ish, maybe six months, where where I was able to just focus, and I really did. I mean, I really did focus on my studies. I focused on church. I focused on youth ministry. And I was able to, I wasn't tied down in any way to, um, I want to say this in the best way, but when you start dating somebody, you take them into consideration completely with your finances, with who you hang out with, the time that you spend, all of that stuff. But for those six or seven or eight odd months, I was able to do a lot of stuff just kind of based on what was in my wallet at the time, uh, which young guys I wanted to hang out with and, and, and meet and chill with and, and try to do things in a different way. I could I could stay late to church events. I could do things differently. And and. It was, it was a great time. I mean, I love being married now, and the dating season was also amazing. But I think sometimes single people can take that for granted, that they've got this window of opportunity now where they aren't, they don't have to take someone else necessarily into consideration with the things that they do and the way that they act and spend their time. It's like this great window of opportunity where you can give so much more of yourself mm. to, to, to maybe your church or to a ministry that you're a part of or mm. to, to hanging out with people, building great relationships, meeting people. And I think it's, 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 a, bad, it's a bad thing to try to wish that season away because the time will come where, where you can't really have that yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, a great, a great text to read up on this is 1 Corinthians 7 yeah. where Paul talks about, in fact, marriage, he talks about singleness in fact Paul goes on to say the apostle says if you can be single that's better yeah because you can devote more time yeah, exactly. in the service of God yeah um, whereas if you're married he says you 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 are concerned with the things of the world because yeah. you have to be you have to be you have to be and that's and that it doesn't dis, it says you don't dishonor you're not sinning by being married mm. um you honor god by through your marriage yeah. but it does limit you in some areas and paul the apostle was someone who wrote most of the new testament able to give his life completely for the mission of god i do think that some people as sad as they might feel about it is that some people I do think are called to be single. Yeah. And if you can embrace that, that's good. But if the desire is in your heart to actually have a relationship with somebody, then that's a good desire. Um, he, Paul says that if you, it is better to be with somebody than to burn with lust. Mm. Now, of course, that means married to somebody. It doesn't yeah. mean be with somebody. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. You know, you got to buy the cow before you drink the milk. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I love that. How would you? Sorry, on the spot question, but you say sometimes it's better for people. Some people are called to be single. How would you? How would you tell? Like, if there's somebody that that's listening today and and. Maybe they feel like that could be them. How, how could you look at your life and tell, I might be called to, to single living? I think if, that, if you don't feel the desire to have, to, to have somebody in your life yeah. as a partner, maybe that's a God-given desire rather than trying to force it, ma- force it to work because everybody else is doing it. And again, it comes into the comparison. Yeah. Um, comparison to Paul, actually, in this whole text in himself, he says... Whatever condition you situation you find yourself in, stay there and honor God. Mm. So if it is a case of you don't have a desire for a spouse, there's other ways of companionship. There's yeah. friendship, right? Yeah. 
But if you have a desire or a longing to be with somebody or you have, or you burn with lust, maybe, maybe you don't burn with lust mm. and you don't have a desire to be, you don't need somebody around you and not saying that in a negative context. Yeah. Um, I know that I, I need to be married. Yeah. That I know that. And I love being married. I love, yeah. I love being with my wife. Um, but if the, if you, if you don't need that and, and it doesn't, your soul doesn't search for that. Yeah then maybe that's a gift from God for you to do wow. something else because you've got more time, you've got more resources, you you can take bigger risks. Yeah. When you're married, you can't take the same risks as you could before. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know if that's clear, I think. No, I think that's clear. I think if you've got any comparison, like, oh, I'm supposed to be at this point in life because that's where somebody my age should be. Yeah. That's not God speaking to you. That's that's you allowing outside pressures to dictate your the course of your life. Very good. Yeah, I think for all single people, mm-hmm. that's great advice. Just in general, is is to is to really enjoy the season that you're in because mm-hmm. I think it's it's as soon as we start wishing we were somewhere else yeah. that we miss the opportunities that the present yeah. season presents. Yeah, I do have an other side of that of that conversation though, Go for it. where I think that. Uh, Christians specifically in a church context put way too much pressure on dating <laughs> and so they stay single way too long because they're like what's going to happen if I go and have <laughs> coffee with this person is, yeah. is everyone going to ask me about marriage yeah. or the other thing is like um, I'm looking for uh, like I'm w- looking for the perfect worship leader to be my to be the person I ask out. Or what's wrong with going I'm, six two, complete yeah, exactly. guitar, great vocal? I think a list is great, but what's why don't you just that? have a coffee and see where that goes? Very before good, yeah. you know, I think standards are good, but I think sometimes in church you can have. It's like I'm only gonna date, go out with a person I'm confident I'm gonna marry, and that's weird. It is weird. Because you put way too much pressure on yourself and that person. And what if that person doesn't come along? It is weird, yeah. Or you look at someone and you're intimidated by their character. Yeah. I'm not saying that you should have go out with someone who's got bad character. Mm. But you know what? How do you test their character until you actually get to know them a little bit, have yeah. coffee with them? Like at least, at least take a step and risk it. And if they say no, well, you know what? Now you're learning to live life because a lot of life is people saying no. I love that. I think this is this is so aligned with some of the advice I like to give. Um, it's a very weird thing to tell somebody to only date when they're almost sure this oh, is yeah. now this is now going to be your soulmate. Then then to go on a date because you're sure of marriage. It's a weird thing, and and it's a very it's unrealistic to think that that people can do that. Mm. And I think you're right. I think in churches it's funny people get married so quickly um, mm. and, and 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 young. Yeah. Uh, especially in, in churches and whether that's a good or a bad thing I mean I got married at 23 so I'm not I'm not trying to to bash it or anything like that but I, but it was after four years of dating so it's not like it's not like we didn't spend time getting to know each other and I think we're like scared we think it's sinful to to, to, to ask somebody out on a coffee mm. to go and to go and meet somebody to go and get yeah. to know somebody how else do you know yeah. there's a line where it's like well yeah. how well do I get to know them totally. like do I do I fully test the waters do I make sure there's chemistry and, and we can speak yeah. we can kind of speak into that but i I love this. This is dovetailing perfectly into kind of getting yeah. into dating. Um, is that we do need to allow people, or people need to allow themselves yeah. freedom to get to know people and to, yeah. and to go for a coffee and yeah. to hang out and to build some relationship. But don't be weird about it. Yeah. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question that has no repercussions? Um, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. At least not with me. But because um, I, I have a theory about dating time, uh, especially when you're young. Good, yeah. And of course, it. what you did is it worked out for you guys. I wouldn't recommend someone to date 
in a in a, a very serious context mm. uh, from very early on. Mm. So if if you only see the chance to get married in five to ten years time, don't date fast now. Mm. Date can almost be like I'm saying like casual, yeah. In a sense of hey, let's go slowly. Yeah, hang out uh, with friends, hang out and be together, but not accelerate so fast because yeah. once you accelerate too fast you got nowhere to go yeah and you put so much more pressure on yourself yeah that you almost have to pull out of the relationship or i agree so i'm just trying to see what you what you think my i agree with you completely i mean just quick context to people like i started dating my wife when she was 18 i was 19 she had just left high school um, and, and we kind of started dating. And there were two things that, that I've got no regrets, nothing at all, but there were two things that if I could have done maybe potentially differently, mm. it maybe would have been, and it's exactly that. It's this, when you start dating somebody at quite a young age, um, and especially when you've got a lot of growth. So in my case, as an 18, 19 year old guy, there were things that I thought that I was good at, but there were definitely areas in my life that I really had to grow in. And when you start dating, it's almost like having someone hold up a mirror like to your face every day because you will then, especially if the person is like my, like Jama who is very serious about our relationship. When I did things that, that didn't make sense or that she didn't respect or wasn't building into our relationship, she would tell me about it. Mm. And to hear about that quite regularly and how slow you're developing, or not slow, but, but the growth that you're going on, it can be very difficult. Yeah. And especially on a different level, on a spiritual journey, when you're trying to grow from from a spiritual place and there's things that you need to work through. I had baggage that I took into this relationship from yeah. high school relationships. I was trying to deal with all of that. Trying to deal with that stuff while in a dating relationship is extremely difficult. Mm. Doing that when you're a single person with a, with, a, with a mentor, with people that you care about and can speak into your life, I find it a bit easier. Mm. So, so I, we had struggles that were definitely emphasized uh, because we were still in areas, especially me, mm. we were in areas of our lives where we were also trying to figure kind of ourselves mm. out, where we were at with God um, and where we were at in our lives and things that we wanted to let go of, mm. things we wanted to walk away from. So, so, so that, would be, that would be the one, the one big thing where I would say, I think if, if there was like a two-year gap um, where it was that intense time of just looking into ourselves and developing and maybe growing and, and letting go of some things, yeah. it might have taken less pressure. Yeah. Might have taken sure. might have taken pressure off the relationship, but in saying that, sure. it's all worked out yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the end, and we we managed to we navigated that season, and we're stronger yeah. we're stronger for it. We yeah. we love each other more for it, and then we and then we did we did a period mm -hmm. of dating. The other side of it is, and I think you alluded to this as well, is that if you're if you're young people, and you are let's say you're studying your medical degree, and and you've got seven years of studies, but you're in a relationship, and you're already saying we're only going to get married when the when my degree is done, when we're done studying. It's also a lot of pressure because mm. when, as soon as you start dating somebody, um, you, th there's physical attraction. Mm. That's a thing. If there isn't physical attraction, you're probably not right for each mm. other. Um, there's physical attraction. And you've now got to, and as Christians, we, we don't believe in premarital sex. We believe mm. that that is something designed specifically for man and wife, a beautiful gift mm. that is best, best used and best experienced when in marriage. Yeah. So that's what we teach and we believe. Um, but, it's, but when you start dating and you now understand that and trying to stay away from that temptation, especially for a long period of time, that mm. in itself puts huge yeah. amount of pressure on a relationship yeah. and on a, on, on a young couple that yeah. are trying to honor God in yeah. the relationship. So I think speed in, in that is, is an important thing to pace yourself well. And again, what we're saying is wisdom leads to healthy outcomes most of the time. Yeah. So it's not like it's, 
the hard and fast rule. It's just it's just a working theory at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, and, and you've got Christians who who are amazing and they've been single for f- and they want to have relationships. Yeah. But they've been single for too long because they're not they're they're too scared to step yeah. out of the boat and take a risk and actually invite somebody. Yeah. And I just want to say, if there's a next step for some single person who desires to be in Please. a relationship, just ask somebody out. If they say no. You know what? It's That's fine. fine. It's not. It's not a. Re- it's not rejection on you. It's just you're not. That's not who they're looking for. Yeah. And you just got to be okay with that. Yeah. And and do and go again. You know, all the great things in life come from risk. I love that. Nothing good comes from your life through inactivity. Yeah. And so I would just trust God, pray, and then go for it. Ask, buy somebody a coffee, like. Like totally. just, just just invite somebody, take somebody out. It can, it can bless you. And I think one of the other things um, as we as the conversation moves forward is that something that was so helpful um, for us, I'm not sure for you and Lara in your dating season, but for us in our dating season, and it wasn't always in place and it wasn't always perfect, but we had people that, that and our people were different, myself and Jean-Marie, but we had people that we could speak to when we were feeling like we weren't sure on how to yeah. do something, when we were feeling like we were under pressure, when we were upset with each other, we didn't know how to handle uh, the conversation and we didn't know how to handle the conflict. And we had people, so we had like a permanent dating, like a third wheel. Yeah. And that, that's actually known as something quite negative to yeah. be a third wheel. But we had a third wheel um, most of the time, people that we could speak to and, and could contact that can speak wisdom. And these were usually people uh, that are further along in life. So, so people that were possibly married, mm. uh, people that cared about us, that we trusted, and that when they told us, which they did, uh, that we were being stupid or we were not doing the right thing, we were actually not proud, not too proud to take their advice. Which is really good. That's and, wise. And I think, for, I think for whatever season you find yourself in, in, in a single season, in a dating season, and even in a married season, to have that third wheel mm. somewhere. Um, and always, always try to get people that you trust, but but people that are just fur- just a tiny bit yeah. further along in the journey, yeah. because they can tell you how they navigated through the situation that yeah. you're struggling with. Yeah. yeah. No, that that sounds really good. I think that's Proverbs says that it's you know um, you grow in wisdom through advisors, and yeah. I think a fool doesn't take a rebuke, you know. And I think that you can grow from those who are incredibly wise. And what I'd like to give people is if they're dating at the moment or if they are single at the moment, mm. I'd love to, or even if they're engaged, because yeah. engagement is a promise to get married, but you still got a hand on the eject button if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, rather, rather pull out then than commit to something lifelong. That oh, you, my so anyway. That's wise um, and terrible at the same time. And terrifying, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> What I'm, th- what I'm, what I want to say is that there is a criteria in it, and I think Craig Rochelle speaks so powerfully on it, where he says, yeah. "Serve God together," and then every now and then look around and see who's serving God with you. Very good. Yeah. And then make a move towards them and grow in friendship and ask them out and Great. that kind of stuff. If someone cannot serve God when they're single, they're not going to serve God when you're dating. What about the person that says that they'll change him? Evangelating. Yeah. Oh my head. You know what? It's worked maybe one or two percent of the time. I Flirt to convert. Flirt to convert. You know what? If you're willing to bet your lifetime on that, yeah. then go for it. Then go for it, yeah. But I'm not willing to, that's yeah. for sure. Flirt. I, you know what? Flirt to convert and break up. 
Yeah. So once they're converted, break up and see how they go. Yeah. See if they stay. See if they stay converted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Was it all about you? Because yeah. that's the thing. People will do whatever just to get your attention. Dating. Come on. Dating for the first couple of months, it's all about lies in order to get the other person to like you. Big time. We all suddenly become fans of ballet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who Buying watches ballet? Buying flowers anyway. all the time. Um, but but you want someone who can serve God, and you want someone who. Is developing in godly character. Yeah. The worst thing to happen in a marriage is to get stuck with. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's to get stuck with someone who doesn't love God. Yeah. Because you're all alone in that marriage. Yeah. All alone, and and even as we talk into marriage, like there's that tr- there's a triangle that people talk about how God is at the top of the relationship, and then the spouses on either end. The closer both of you get to God, the closer you get to one another. Yeah. And that, I found that to be true in our, in my marriage, that. As I'm drawing closer to the Lord, the Lord convicts me about something that I should have sorted out with my wife. Yeah. And then I do that. Yeah. And our marriage gets stronger and vice versa. Yeah. You know. But if you're both pulling in opposite directions, you're just getting further away from one another. So it's I think true. the most important thing in a relationship is is that person in love with Jesus. That's good. I mean and surrendered. Yeah. Totally. And even for the people, if maybe there are some married people that find themselves in a marriage like that. It also says in Scripture that, that if that is the case, don't leave your husband or wife because they're an unbeliever, because you might be the only thing that, that can get them to know Jesus or to love Jesus. But, but what it is, is an extremely uncomfortable mm. situation. Yeah. And it makes things very difficult. So yeah. one of the stories, and not stories, one of the, the biblical kind of teaching points on dating and finding someone who loves God is the whole oxen. It's, mm. it's, the, it's the oxen Good. and the yoke. And we've all heard it so many times, so I'm going to run through it as quick as I can. But, but with farmers and an agriculture, cultural times in the Bible that when they would load the oxen up to go and plow the field, they would yoke them together with, with it's like a piece of wood. Yes. But what they wouldn't do was yoke one really big, strong oxen with, with quite a small, minuscule oxen. A weak one. A weak one, because what would happen is that the strong one would just dominate and the and the and the plow would wouldn't go in a straight line. It would mm. go in circles and, and and you wouldn't get your field plowed the way that you wanted to. Not how you envisioned it anyway. Sure. Um, but as soon as you can yoke two oxen together that are of similar size, similar strength, they can go in the same direction. Good, yeah. And the vision that you had for your field, Good. that's going to get plowed. And with dating and relationships, it kind of works the same Good. way. If you start dating and you find someone or a potential partner um, that is a, let's say, much smaller ox or much weaker ox, you might find that the vision that you had mm. for your life the direction that you're wanting to pull in, they might be pulling in a completely different direction. But but like you're saying, the first few months are lies and deceit. It is, Not in yeah. a bad way, yeah. but, 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 but to get you in the game. Yeah, and the truth is, bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. And so when you are in, when you are one of your closest relationships is with someone who's actually pulling you down spiritually, mm. you're not going to pull them up spiritually. Mm. That almost never happens. Not for long. Yeah, it almost never happens. You, you, you can invite strong and yeah. you might stay faithful for the first couple of weeks, but it becomes so draining. Yeah, and it's a funny thing because, I mean, it's a, I mean it's, a, it's, a, it's a wisdom saying, but people will always go, oh, yeah, but I know somebody. Yeah, exactly. We all know somebody who stands out as an exception. Yeah. But the exception proves, proves the rule. And so, yeah. like, it's just, it's just wisdom. It's just, I mean, it's absolute wisdom. Um, but obviously, there's there's uh, engagement. Yeah. Um, I had the pressure on, on engage. Now, if you get engaged, you have to have a professional photographer around when you pop the question. I wonder what happens if they say no. Do they still take photos? Do you know what? I didn't have a professional photographer. Good on you. We were on a yacht, um, and I get terrible seasickness. So this was already just 
just a horrible idea, horrible plan. But that just shows I'm, I'm much of a will planner. You, you, so we got, so, so but what's cool, you know what? You don't need a professional photographer because if you're in a semi-public place, as soon as people get an, get an itch of those people are getting engaged, everybody's got their phones. Really? Right? Taking, we have I foreigners. would never do that to a, to a stranger. We had foreigners that came on to us after the, and there was about maybe 20 other were people they on the yacht. They were German. Yeah, well, they, I mean, that makes total sense. That's crazy that you knew that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> These guys just said, hey, we took a video of your whole thing. And it was and it was so bad to watch because we were just falling around everywhere. I managed to get on my get on my one need was the most non-articulate thing I've ever said in my life. Got the words out. Uh, she said yes by God's grace. And, and then we just kind of floated around. Can I tell you the funniest part of it all though? Love to. The captain said it's because it was in the front of the boat, they cleared it. Nobody was there. He said very carefully to me as we were getting on the boat, he says, listen, when you get to the front, you do need to wait two minutes because we're going to stop the boat when you get there. And then it's still shaky, but after two minutes, everything settles. So I, I think I heard him, but I wasn't listening. So we got to the front of the boat, we sat down, and after about 40 seconds, I just couldn't anymore. I just, I, I was going to start crying, you know me, emotional guy. I was going to start crying, so I was like, no, I've got to do this right now so I can get the words out. So then after about 40 seconds, I get on my one knee, and she's like beside herself, and, and it happens, but this boat is still shaking around. I'm surprised the ring didn't land up in the ocean, to be open and honest, but you know. Would you have dived in to get it? Jeez, I would have, because <laughs> got some, for me and my salary, that was rough, but uh, I probably would have dived in but you know what it just it just speaks into it's a special moment shared between two people we loved it and, and we loved the moment you don't need cheese take the pressure off yourself yeah i'll take people. the pressure off totally if you hear any giggling right now it is our executive producer dummy having a huge cackle in the background he just that loves the so fact that it, that it wasn't this beautiful he's moment. like fantastic now all i need to do is beat that yeah and i'm good it's not going to be hard just do it on dry land dry <laughs> you'll be well, fine like in a helicopter <laughs> Will you marry? <laughs> Anyways. Goodbye yeah. to jump out. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Would you let us know how, you, if you're married, how the proposal went for you? Because I've heard of some really funny stories. I've over heard of some years. bad ones as well. Like, like <laughs> yeah, just like hilarious. Watching like, TV you couldn't on make the couch. It up. You couldn't make it up. Anyways. Um, yeah, and I think engagement, what is your ideal engagement time? What do you think? I've got a theory. And again, I'm just being harsh mm. and hardcore, but. Engagement is tough and the time is tough because you're kind of there, but you're not there yet. So you feel like in your head, you're like, ah, oh, we're pretty much, but you're not though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. Like, but, but, but you got a ring on your finger. Like, so you, but we're like, we're like, we're, we're married. It's like, no, it's no. close enough to the finish line. We're cl like, we're nearly there. Like we're, ne but you're not. So, so I find engagement is tricky. So my, my thing is that I would try to keep engagement as short as it takes you to plan the wedding. So if it takes you, so, so our engagement was eight months, um, which which I feel, which it felt it felt pretty long to be honest. Mm. So I've, I, we had eight months. Uh, Jean Marie did a lot of the planning. We planned the wedding. We got married. I wouldn't go longer, mm. to be open and honest, because no, I, because that I is that it. is the thing. You're like you, you know we're pretty much married, but you still want to honor God in that season. Yeah. So if you if you're going to spend your whole dating relationship honoring God, and we're not just talking about sexes, there's a lot of different things yeah, that go sure. into it, and that get you don't want to write those six or eight no. months off as saying uh well we're pretty much yeah. you're not though yeah you're not married yet yeah. so so in that season it's important i don't know if that mm. if that adds to your theory or completely yeah i'm in i'm in complete agreement i th i mean i would say anywhere between six to twelve months because yeah. i know of people who are engaged for two years and that's i mean there's no knock on that i just don't know how wise it is for your for your relationship and it's and you're right 
you know, we, we could be from a defensive position and talk about sexual purity. We could be, yeah. But it's not just that because what I do think though is that engagement should be a, a, a the next step or a deeper level in your relationship. So I don't think you should ever give your heart completely away because you should be doubling down on, hey, is this, some, is this somebody I'm actually really willing to spend my life mm. with? So engagement is like, yes, I, I see being married to you. I'm thrilled. I, I love you. Like mm. you should get engaged when you're, you're, you're in love, right? But you should still be on the lookout and testing, not other people, but just spending more time with the person, mm. understanding more of their background, that becomes an intensified period yes. with your future spouse. Yes. So be future intentional. potential spouse. Yeah, that's what I say. You've, you've got a commitment to be married to this person. Yeah. But you still have an option to eject. You can. And just because you're engaged doesn't mean you have to be married. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Just test it out because I think once you actually say yes and I do in marriage – that is not just a contract you've signed. It's not a promise you've made to the people around you. Mm. It's a covenant before God that you cannot retract like on a whim. Yeah. So, oh, my life is not turning out how I planned. Let me get divorced. No, it's not how it works. Yeah. So um, that's why I say like you've got up until that point. So use engagement as a more intentional process mm. not saying be crazy yeah but don't have it prolonged i agree with you i think as long as it takes to to put a, a wedding on yeah but again some people want a wedding in this one and only place <laughs> the and, one and only and it's your <laughs> the one and lonely <laughs> yeah and and it's only available in in 18 months time are you kidding me find another venue it's yeah. one day yes it's special yeah but how much of your day? I mean, how much of your wedding day do you remember? Not much, to be open and honest. Not much because. But maybe it's because we're guys and women remember more. Even even from Jean Marie's perspective, we loved our wedding day, but it was the people. Uh, yeah. We, we loved we loved That's being it, we man. loved being with the people. We loved the, the the friends that we had there. We loved the families coming together, and and our engagement was tricky. Uh, but but the wedding day itself was kind Every of Every engagement is tricky. True. But we just had this culmination of of, of people there. We had a beautiful venue, mm, but it was yeah. by no means it was by no means the one and only hotel or no. whatever the deal is. It was a, a nice one of the vineyard yeah. uh, one of the vineyard venues. In Cape Town, yeah. In why Cape not? Town that, that, that are that are open and available. I completely agree. I wouldn't try to fight for that because then it's gonna become all about the day. And then yeah. God help you if something goes wrong. God help you totally. if it's raining. Totally. It's gonna ruin your day. For us it could have rained, uh, we would have been okay. Yeah. We would have been fine. Totally. And and you know what? That one day should be a great celebration, but you shouldn't you shouldn't go broke over it. No. Because you've got a lifetime of marriage. Yeah. Like and you, got a, and you got a honeymoon afterwards. I would rather put money there. Yeah. Look again, there's different people and that's fine. Yeah. Um but don't 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 have to pay off your wedding for the next 20 years. True. Cuz I think you just, I mean, you're just going to walk into all sorts of trouble. Yeah. I think it is the people, yeah. the people who you do your wedding with yeah. and the memories that you can make from that. And it should be special. So I don't think like drum it down so that you're like, oh my God, this is the most boring wedding ever. No, make it amazing, as, but fit it within other more important boundaries. Good. Like financial boundaries, like mm. timeline boundaries, mm. you know, like. I think that's great advice. I think that's great advice. And even as we, I love how the episode has developed and, and progressed. So maybe we've come to the point where I talk a bit about marriage and uh, we've got a great, um, we've got a great guy here to speak about uh, marriage too. And Sven, who's got married really young 
and has been married for a long time. I'm going to do this whole like, what are your five key? No, I won't do that to you. Uh, just in your experience. I got it at the top of my head. I know you do. Uh, and you guys are actually doing videos at the moment about marriage. We are trying to teach the church on marriage. Which yeah. is awesome. Maybe you can maybe you can just speak briefly into 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 what marriage has has meant to you and some maybe some of just some of the lessons that you've learned. Um, along the way, something to keep people aware of. Keep yeah, people thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First and foremost, my wife is the most amazing person in my life, um, and I think what we've done, what I've done intentionally, because of my own character flaws, is that my wife is my standard of beauty. Love that. So that I'm not looking, I'm not complimenting other people on their beauty. I'm not looking at other people. I'm not trying to be sneaky publicly. You yeah. know, I really want to honor my wife as the standard of beauty for my life. And she is for me. Um, I, I think uh, we staying We should talk close, about that just now. But we that, should, yeah. Staying, staying in, staying in um, a growing relationship with Jesus mm. for both of us has been... You, you can ask her what's her top, top thing. She'll say it's relationship with God without mm. a doubt. Um, because we are married in context of of eternity which means we're married now but when we go to heaven or when we go into eternity we're not married anymore Mm. so i need to protect the most important thing in my life which is my relationship with god yeah uh the next thing is uh forgiveness reconciliation fighting well communication basically we're terrible communicators with each other Mm. we always think someone else knows what the other person is saying never works out so we just have to forgive each other regularly re-talk about things regularly and because i preach for a living i can sometimes over dominate the 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 arguments Mm. because i got my way around words so um and i think just constantly valuing her Mm. and looking for ways to serve her yeah because serving her deal with the pride issue in my life and the laziness issue in my life. Yeah. So that, that, those were, I don't know if that's even helpful to anybody, but those Very. I would say are the, the most critical things that w- what we've tried to do. Well, let's, let's maybe, let's try to jump onto two of those. Two really stood out to me, which I really like. Um, the one you spoke about firstly there was just kind of guarding your, guarding your heart and your eyes and making kind of Laura's the point of, of beauty for you specifically. Mm. And, it, and then it protects you when you're, uh, you said sneaky, yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when you're out and, or at gym or, mm. or wherever uh, with different people and, and protecting your heart in those moments and yeah. trying to honor your wife in those moments. This is, this is, a, this is an extremely difficult journey that, that, I, that I think a lot of guys go on, that I'm on, that I think most married, not just guys, mm. I mean f- females, anybody in married relationships because you want to honor your spouse yeah. in those moments. Wh- what would you say is the starting, if somebody just wants to start doing that because, because I can't, to, to be where you're at now probably after years of, of working on this might be difficult, but what were some of the things that you, that you at the very beginning of saying, I, I don't want to be that type of person. Yeah. I, I want Laura to be kind of it for me. Yeah. What, what are some of the starting thoughts that you had or some of the things that maybe yeah. you practically put into your life yeah. that helped you with yeah. that? Well, realistically, you're always going to be attracted to other people. Yes. So it's to acknowledge that. Yeah. Nobody gets into a marriage going, hey, I want to... Uh, in 15 years' time, I'm going to cheat on my wife. <laughs> Nobody does that unless you're a dog and you shouldn't be getting married to that person anyway. You're sick. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's like those movies you see where the, like, the groom is like sleeping around before it. Like that's ridiculous. Don't even bother. Yeah. Um, but you're going to be attracted to other people. and But you need to pr- protect your marriage. You want to, you know. And so um, 
I mean, people call it the double bounce, whatever. You're going to notice people that you're attracted yeah. to. But the point is not to let your imagination linger there. Yeah. Because if your imagination lingers there, it's it sows a seed into your heart. That's good. And what that seed is, is a seed of comparison mm. where when one day you're having a difficult moment with your wife, mm. where does your brain go to? It starts going to what you're attracted to. Yeah. And now you're comparing, oh, that person's so attractive. I'm sure they're the most amazing person on the planet. They've got a heart wow. of gold and everything they do is fantastic. And here yeah. you're stuck with somebody who is now being mean to you because of your own character flaws. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're dealing with something and you go, oh, it's, she's had children. And yeah. now she's maybe doesn't look the same way she did before, or he does. He's now over or forty, vice, and, or he's, vice versa. and he's he's got a he's let himself go guys, completely. I think it happens to guys worse. To be honest. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> being what it is, yeah. and 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 all of a sudden, you don't have a standard for beauty, and so you think that looks beautiful. Wow. And so it it sows a seed in your heart, and when a seed. It, is in your heart left unchecked, it germinates, it begins to mm. grow, it begins to develop. And out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so then you begin to speak about your spouse in a certain way, mm. in which could be the devaluing way. Oh, you should do this and oh, you should do that. And, oh, get yourself together. Mm. And you start complimenting other people's beauty. Mm. And it might start secretly, but then it becomes public. Yeah. And it becomes very unhealthy, and you yeah. can find yourself in a trap. There's a there's a, a proverb that talks good. about. I think it's proverbs within the first ten proverbs. There's a proverb about um, about the adulterous woman, mm. and she puts on lipstick and she sounds sweet, and but don't follow her to a bed because yeah. death lies there. Yeah, and that scares the living. Cr- it's a very scary junk out of me. Yeah, so I'm like, scary. just because it looks beautiful doesn't mean it leads to life. Mm. I'd rather where there is life, that be my standard for beauty. Mm. And so, yeah. I, I, so what I mean is I don't measure good. my wife against other women. Yeah. So she is beautiful to me. Her eyes are beautiful. Her, mm. you know, her body is beautiful. Her character is beautiful. And mm. that's what I, that, that's my standard. I don't want to measure I think that's it. so good. I think how you've put that is, is so good. That's so powerful. And I've learned just in brief kind of marriages that you can, I'm not like, so for me, I'm not very good at giving compliments, which is which is like which is something that I'm working on because what I'm starting to learn is that you can almost speak you can speak beauty and speak life into your spouse with the words that you use, and you good. can also speak death with good. the words Absolutely. that you use. So I love how you're saying, you know, your words begin to change. You start mm. saying, "Hey, you got to get that together, and mm. you got to go to the gym or whatever the deal is." Mm. I think that the more you can always strive to be healthy together, yeah. of course. But I think if we can be better at at, at really speaking life into yeah. our spouse and building them up and loving them and 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 telling them exactly how you think Big they're time. being beautiful and and you love how they are, you they will also rise to that. Yeah. And they will respond so well. I respond really well to it. Jamri is much better at, at kind of words of affirmation. I'm yeah. developing, trying to get better. Um, but you can almost paint the picture with your words of the relationship and what you want to have. So I think that I think that's absolutely. Powerful. I think if you find yourself devaluing your spouse towards other people, even if it's in private, Jeez, yeah. so with your friends, if you dishonor your spouse with friends, you, you are in a dangerous place. Very. Because you're sowing seeds of disunity there. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. It never looks like it. Um, but that's the beginnings of it. 
And someone's oh, you're being too. No, no, no. I, I, I'm putting guardrails up so that I don't. I don't have to pull myself off the edge. Yeah. I'm not going to get to the edge. Yeah. And and I think I think we got to learn to honor our spouses in valuing them with our words. And I think what you said is mm. you actually do form the marriage you have with yeah. the words you speak. Um. And so, yeah, just honor your. If you can honor your spouse privately then you can honor them publicly as well. Mm. Um, so, and, and nobody, I mean, your spouse knows when you're blowing smoke. They do. Like, oh, I've got the most amazing wife, but at home you're, you, you're not showing that. Yeah. You know, so I want to make sure that I'm showing that at home before yeah. I say that out publicly. Yeah. And if I've got nothing to say, then rather let it be nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and grow in that. Mm. I think that's amazing. And I think maybe as we, as we begin to conclude, one of the things that you said as you said, even Laura would say, would be kind of the saving grace. It's been her relationship with God and then your relationship with God. I think what's, what's sometimes awkward for couples is the whole, how do we bring our relationships together with God, if that makes sense? Like, do we pray together? Do we read scripture together? I know Craig Rochelle sets the best example of praying sure. with his wife, but I'll be open and honest. Uh, we find that challenging. Uh, my, my wife and I is, is the whole holding hands, praying together and all of these things, but we do, but we do have relationships with God for ourselves. Yeah. Um, how, would, how do you guys do that? How I suppose they say that? couples that pray together stay together. Sure. We, Never we, pray together when you're dating. Never pray together when you're Never dating. Never pray together when you're dating. Why not? Because it develops an emotional bond. <laughs> it does. And so you pray. What happens is, okay, let's pray together about our relationship. It somehow ends up being 10 o'clock at night and you're on the couch alone. <laughs> Don't do it. It's stupid. It's true. Um, but I can't, profe- I, I can't profess that we pray together. We have prayed together yeah. and we do pray for one another. Yeah. I think it's more important that you're both praying than whether you're praying together. Okay. Because I don't and, – and, of course, I know what Craig Rochelle is saying and what he's doing and I would fully support that. No, I say it's great. Pray together. Absolutely. One sec- one, 30 seconds a day, one minute a day. Awesome. Um, so what, what I've tried to do is when Lara leaves for work mm. in the morning, I, I, tr- I pray for her and I bless her mm. with like, may God lead you and guide you. And, and I try to do that every day. Mm. Um, but we don't pray together uh, most of the time. Yeah. But what we are both doing is we're both praying, we're both seeking God. What we do do is we discuss what is God speaking to you about. That's great, yeah. Um, we, we share things that we've read um, Lara will uh, of of late has been giving me some um, some scriptures that she thinks are for me, and and um, I would talk to her about some things that I'm wrestling with in the scriptures or yeah. what God is saying to my heart. How do so we have we 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 talk about God and we talk about God in our relationship and all of that together almost every day, pretty much. I think that's a great I think that's a great kind of practical actually yeah. to. To take in because you can ask yourself that mm. immediately, really, mm. uh, for anybody watching. If you're married or dating or single, mm. um, in this context, if you're married, it's it's. Oh, do we speak about God? Yeah. Like, do we like just not even holding hands and yeah. kumbayaing? It's it's. Do we speak about God? Like, yeah. do we speak about verses? Do we speak about what's challenging us? Do we speak about what what's worrying us? Totally. What concerns us and areas that we can grow in? Because yeah. I think as you start doing that, you do open the doors to maybe bigger and longer yeah. conversations. And, and if you get to the place where where you pray together, that's amazing. Yeah. And it becomes a value for you the more you yeah. talk about it. And so we, there are some things about scripture that we don't always agree on. Yeah. 
but that's fine. And we're not supposed to agree on everything. Yeah. Um, but we can have the we can talk about it. We it's can great share that you can talk about our heart it. with it. You know. Yeah. Um, and and it wasn't. Lara went through an incredible depression mm. years ago, and it hit so bad. I wasn't the person who got her through that. Yeah. It was God. Yeah. And it was her courage. I I, I might have kept us to like kept things moving mm. but i didn't get her through that god got her through that mm. i didn't get us our relationship through that god got our relationship through that very good and i think when you realize that god is the most important person in your marriage and in your life he will get you through the most difficult days mm. and you will if you haven't had a difficult day yet you are going to get to a point in your marriage that it's do we break do we divorce or not you will get yeah. there everybody does yeah the point is if God's the most prominent person in your relationship, you go, you know what, but he will get us through. And there's always hope and there's always grace and there's always favor. There's always blessing and there's always an opportunity for it to be healed and mm. restored and reconciled. And so that's where I want to be. We're not going to be perfect. I'm going to go through a slump at some point as well. Mm. But I always want to know that God has got our relationship. Mm. And so I'm not serving him so I can have a good relationship. I serve him because I love him. And out of that, if both of us are moving closer towards Jesus, our relationship is in the best hands possible. I love that. So, any, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any relationship is on the brink of restoration. Mm. When God is our hope, he goes before us. Totally. He makes a way. Totally. Um, what a great encouragement to, to anybody that's really mm. watching and listening because there could be people that are going through tough times mm. at the moment, tough relational issues. Be encouraged by Swen's story because it, it's true. And and for all of us here, people that are, people that are watching, that God... Keep him at the center of your relationship. Keep mm. him at the focal point. Make him a part of your conversation. Make him a part of what you're speaking about. He will get you through um, what feels like a mountain. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's seasonal stuff. It is seasonal. So there's different seasons. So, um, you know, in summer, things grow. In spring, everything is fresh and new. But winter is not a bad season. Winter is a season for your roots to become deeper. Yeah. And so just because you're going through a trial, it doesn't mean that nothing's happening in your marriage. It means that you're getting deeper roots mm. to overcome big obstacles. Our, our vision for our marriage is that it's a fruitful one. And fruit is formed in submission to Christ. Yeah. And so that's, what, that's our goal. Like it's, it's very simple. I wish it was more complicated. No. I could write a book about it. I can't. But <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get your book idea. Don't worry. It's coming. Uh, well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Swin. Awesome. Good really, fun. Yeah, this has been really, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we really hope that this has been helpful to you um, and, and has reached you where you're at in your journey with relationships and dating or singleness or, or marriage. And it's been helpful and it's added value. That's what we try to do every week is we just want to add value to you in, in some or another way. And, and we really trust that this has done that. And if you have watched this and you've enjoyed it and it's been helpful, you've heard, listened to it, please uh, share this on your, on your social media, share this on this platform uh, like it, uh, review it if you've got that option, subscribe to our YouTube page. All of that helps us in understanding how we can grow and get better. And please feel free, like, like we spoke about in the beginning, uh, leave the comments, um, leave questions. If you've got any questions about marriage or dating or singleness, leave those. We look at them. We want to answer all of them. We know that really it's, it's our amazing community. What is your engagement story? We that, want to know. There's your question. We're going to base... If it's a good story, we'll have a great next episode based on your engagement story. Jokes, but we will talk about it. Um, but yeah, we trust that you have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much, Swin. Thank you, Phil. Been amazing. God bless you guys. Have a good one. Ciao.